There are many ways people listen to vision, including on smart speakers. Just tell your smart speakers to play Vision Christian Radio. Alexa, play Vision Christian Radio. Vision. Yep, it really is that easy. You can also say, play V180 Radio for our music channel. It's just another way that Vision is helping you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Certainly not unusual for us to be wanting to get a focus on those things that are unfolding in the nation of Israel. Significant things that are happening every week and our absolute privilege to be across the breaking news headlines as those things are happening, even though they're on the other side of the world. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines once again overnight. Ron, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with what we might ordinarily leave to a later story, but it's very, very significant. And I know that listeners and readers of the Bible will be very impressed to know that the biblical town of Emmaus, which is linked to Jesus' resurrection and the Ark of the Covenant, may have been found. What is the breaking news? Archaeologists believe they might have discovered the location of the town of Emmaus, where Jesus was said to have first appeared before two of his disciples after his resurrection. Scholars on a Franco-Israeli expedition in Kiryat Yamim that began in 2017 have found a massive ancient wall of Hellenistic-era fortress that might have been built by a Seleucid general who defeated the famed Jewish leader featured prominently in the Hanukkah story. Kiryat Yerim is a hill that overlooks the approach to Jerusalem. It was mentioned various times throughout the Old Testament and is said to have been the location of the Ark of the Covenant for decades before the Ark was taken to Jerusalem by King David. The discovery researchers say could help to identify the location of the biblical town of Emmaus. It is written in the book of Luke that it was on the road to Emmaus where Jesus made his first appearance before two of his disciples after his resurrection from the dead. In that biblical account, the two disciples walk from Jerusalem to Emmaus when the resurrected Jesus joins them on the walk. However, the men do not recognize the man who joined them as Christ. Later, upon reaching Emmaus, Christ accepted an offer to eat and stay with the men as night fell. After the bread was broken and the food was blessed, the disciples' eyes were opened, and they recognized Jesus. After they recognized him, according to Luke 24, Jesus vanished from their sight. Well, we're always amazed, even fascinated, that those geographical locations from biblical uh, times are still in the headlines 2,000 years later. Uh, Ron, an outstanding story. Thank you so much for bringing that one to us. Uh, let's touch on some of the other big, major headlines that are breaking across Israel and the Middle East. A hastily called press conference where the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has exposed a previously unknown nuclear weapons site in the nation of Iran. What's this story all about? Yeah, Netanyahu revealed what he said was a newly discovered Iranian nuclear weapons development site at Abada, south of Isfahan, during a, as you say, hastily called press conference yesterday. The Prime Minister showed several 
satellite photos of the site, taken in June, and then after the Iranians discovered the site had been uncovered, pictures from July showing their attempts to cover it up. They destroyed the evidence, or at least they tried to destroy it, uh, Netanyahu said. He spoke briefly in both Hebrew and English, said that he is a message to the tyrants of Tehran. Israel knows what you're doing. Israel knows when you're doing it. Israel knows where you're doing it, he said, and we will continue to expose your lies. Well, some might say you can expect a defensive position from Israel, but let's stay on this issue in Iran for a few moments where the International Atomic Energy Authority has found traces of uranium at a site identified by Israeli sources some months ago. Yes, samples taken by the UN nuclear watchdog at what Prime Minister Netanyahu called a secret atomic warehouse in Tehran showed traces of uranium that Iran have yet to explain to diplomats who follow the agency's inspections say. The International Atomic Energy Agency, IAEA, is investigating the particle's origin and has asked Iran to explain the uh, the traces. But Tehran has not done so, according to the diplomats. U.S. sanctions have slashed Iranian oil uh, sales, and Iran has responded by breaching its 2015 nuclear deal with world powers. Ron, let's turn our attention to some of the conflicts that are going on around the borders of Israel. And now the United Arab Emirates, as well as the Bahrainis and the Saudis, have condemned Hezbollah for attacking Israel. What a turnaround this is, in what seems to be another indication of uh, improving relations between Israel and the Gulf states. Several prominent figures have come forward and publicly condemned the Hezbollah terror group for attacking Israel and expressed support for the Jewish state. Bahraini Foreign Minister Khaled bin Ahmed al-Khalifa, who has in the past expressed support for Israel's right to self-defend, said a state standing by, watching battles taking place on its borders and putting its people at risk, is a state that greatly neglects its responsibilities. United Arab Emirates Minister of State for Foreign Affairs, Anwar Gargash, also said, Our hearts are with Lebanon and the Lebanese people this evening. Gargash said the Lebanese suffer from decisions taken by a single player and the consequences apparently, uh, he was referring to Hezbollah. Meanwhile, in Saudi Arabia, journalist Abdel Hamid al-Gabin asked in a post, Where will we stand if Israel forces invade Lebanon to root out Hezbollah? The landscape has changed completely since 2006, he wrote. Well, it's not just a conflict with one group. There are threats that are coming from all sorts of sectors in Israel. And there's a new study, Ron, that reveals that Palestinian educational material promotes violence against Israel and promotes jihad and terrorism as preferred activities. How does this story look? Yeah, imagine sending your kid to school to learn this stuff. Mm. A study has found that new Palestinian educational materials to be used during the 2019-2020 school year have, despite considerable international criticism, become even more ridden with anti-Israel and sometimes anti-Semitic propaganda. According to the group Impact, which evaluated the materials according to the standards of the UN cultural body UNESCO, 
the materials contain a systematic insertion of violence, martyrdom, and jihad. The materials indoctrinate for death and martyrdom, utilizing a variety of tools to convince children to risk their lives as martyrs, Impact said. Throughout the textbooks for all grades, the needs for continuous struggle is stressed, using terminology like revolution, uprising, and jihad, not only as part of a national struggle, but also as a way of teaching and invoking extremist religious beliefs as a central goal. In one mathematics textbook, for example, a question reads, the numbers of martyrs of the first intifada is 2,026 martyrs, and the number of martyrs of the Al-Aqsa intifada is 5,050 martyrs. What is the number total of the matters? Another textbook celebrates terrorism by eulogizing Dalai al-Maghrabi, who participated in the 1978 Coastal Road Massacre that killed 38 Israeli Jews and 13 of them children. In another case, the 1972 Munich Olympics Massacre is hailed as the Munich Operation. The textbooks also emphasize death, violence, and holy war, with one saying, give one's life, sacrifice and jihad are the most important meaning of life. Well, it certainly is disturbing to hear those examples you're giving there, Ron, and uh, the one that, well, is outstanding in my mind is the idea of learning addition and multiplication and subtraction by talking about the number of martyrs. Uh, disturbing indeed. Uh, let's talk about another archaeological story. In fact, we started with that story at the beginning of our conversation about the biblical town of Emmaus and linked to Jesus' resurrection. The Ark of the Covenant may have been found. Well, another archaeological story, a mosaic near the Sea of Galilee may mark the site where Jesus' miracles of the loaves and fishes took place. How does this story look? I get a sneaking uh, suspicion that all this Jesus stuff is true. (laughs) I think he really lived. Yes. A mosaic depicting fish, birds and baskets of what may be bread, newly uncovered near the Sea of Galilee, may commemorate the historic New Testament story in which Jesus miraculously feeds a multitude, according to the lead archaeologist at the site, Michael Eisenberg. The colourful mosaic was uncovered in the ongoing Hipposita excavation project. The 15 metre by 10 metre mosaic carpet is bursting with fish, birds, and 12 baskets filled with fruit, flowers, and bread. The traditional location of the miracle is across the sea at the Church of the Multiplication of the Loaves of Fishes in Tadna, which houses a famous mosaic depicting two fish on either side of what is thought to be a breadbasket. It's the seceded church's combination of fish and breadbaskets that has led Eisenberg to believe that the mosaic could be a record of the miracle of the multiplication and a clue hinting at an historic location for the event. In conversation with the Times of Israel, Eisenberg said this miracle, as well as a multitude of Jesus' other miracles, occurred under the direct gaze of the church, located near the shores of the Sea of Galilee. It's in the Bible, mate. You can believe it.
Well, it's all very well to be able to identify a geographical location in general for where a miracle like that might happen, but then to uncover the historic evidence of memorials that have been set up like what that would be, that uh, the idea of a mosaic, a memorial that recounts the miracle. Very powerful stuff, Ron. Always so appreciated. The church in those days taking a selfie. Taking a selfie, uh, recording something for posterity. <laughs> yeah. You know, remember this. Don't ever forget that this happened, and you know what? It happened right here. Yeah, Ron, right. great getting your insights. Always appreciate the updates we do each Tuesday. Have a great day today. Thanks for being with us once again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.